to the David Glenn Show. We do have lines open for the first time in a long time if you'd like to jump in. We have college football week four on our mind. It begins tonight. Houston at Tulane in an AAC matchup. Tomorrow night, Utah at Southern Cal. Saturday, of course, as always, the big day. Notre Dame, Georgia, the headliner. Michigan and Wisconsin are both undefeated in Big Ten country. They go head-to-head -head as highly ranked teams. Auburn, Texas A&M, an all-SEC matchup. App State at UNC, compelling for in-state reasons. They've played each other only one time. It was in 1940. The Tar Heels whacked the Mountaineers back then. The dynamics are dramatically different this time. You can jump in on college football or the NFL headlines of the day. Charlotte 49ers head coach Will Healy will join us in 60 minutes. Some are calling his 49ers the sacrificial lambs as they head to Death Valley to take on number one Clemson. Dabo Sweeney of the Tigers and Will Healy of the Niners are friends. Dabo, a year ago, described, Clemp just described Charlotte's hiring as, quote, a home run hire. If you don't know Will Healy, 34 years old, already a successful head coach at Austin P. before taking over the Conference USA program at Charlotte. Former quarterback at Richmond, when the Spiders won the national title in 2008 at the FCS level, Will Healy was one of the team captains on that squad. His dad was a star at Georgia Tech on the gridiron. His uncle Chip was an All-American linebacker at Vanderbilt. He's a really interesting guy. We'll catch up with Will Healy in less than 60 minutes. Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers, joins us in about 30 minutes as we contemplate the future the cloudy one for Cam Newton personally and professionally, and that means a cloudy one for the Carolina Panthers organization as well. Michael Vick said by 2020, Cam Newton will not even be a Carolina Panther. You heard Paul Feinbaum when he wasn't grossly exaggerating and defaming even Cam Newton as a person. He was making an opinion about him as a quarterback at this stage of his career. 30, sounds young, but beat up, post-surgeries, plural. He says he's done. Cam, do, Cam can't do what Cam does anymore. And Feinbaum, while, while outrageous with his other comments about Cam's pers personality and contributions to the community, he just didn't do his homework on that, and that's why he said something so reckless and unfair. He may have a point about Cam as a quarterback. It could be right on one and wrong on the other. Sean and Apex wants on, in on this story. You can jump in at 1-800-849-2761. Whether you look forward to the Panthers at Arizona, you get a look at Kyler Murray of the Cardinals, maybe you end up getting a look of, at Kyle Allen, the backup to Cam for your Panthers. Or maybe you're watching Titans at Jaguars tonight and you know former ECU and Washington State quarterback Gardner Minshew has created a phenomenon already. He came in for the injured Nick Foles. The Jaguars are not great this year by any means, but he energized the team. He had some of the best stats of any quarterback in the league. So Minshew mania down to his creative mustache, Tom Selleck style from Magnum P.I. way back in the day. It, there's Minshew mania. So you can get to watch that tonight if you like a different matchup on Sunday. And all around the league, as we go to Sean and Apex and you, 1-800-849-2761. I'll give you that Antonio Brown update shortly. The NASCAR tickets will give away a bit later. And I'll tell you why 17 years ago today was one of the greatest days of my life. I have a televangelist-style question for everybody today. Do you believe, and here's how you can apply it, whether you're 
a, an ECU fan rooting for Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones, maybe you're a Duke fan rooting for the new starting quarterback of the Giants as he's been elevated over Eli Manning this week. Maybe you're a Carolina fan or a Bears fan rooting for Mitchell Trubisky, no longer the youthful dude at the next level, being asked to do more, and so far he is struggling with a bigger job description. The question that all of these franchises are asking themselves in one form or another is, do you believe? For Panthers fans, I mean, I guess you could say, do you believe in Kyle Allen? I'm rolling my eyes at you if you really think that's front and center. Down the road, you have to answer, do you believe in Will Greer? You used a third-round pick on the kid from Charlotte out of West Virginia. He's not yet ready, but at some point, you have to answer the question, do you believe, right? Do you believe? Jacoby Brissett is now the starter with the Colts again. Do you believe in Jacoby Brissett if you're an Indianapolis fan? Do you believe in Gardner Minshew if you're a Jacksonville fan? Jimmy Garoppolo of the Niners and Josh Allen of the Bills are both out to 2-0 starts. Do you believe beyond the 2-0 start in those guys? Do you believe in Lamar Jackson if you're a Baltimore fan? I believe, they often said on those televangelist shows that, I, that often made me roll my eyes. I was always taken aback by how they would be telling you how to run your life, and then later they would be involved in some scandal with some mistress or some financial fraud, and it's like, wait a minute, isn't that the definition of hypocrisy? I had to flip through the channels and see your ugly mug telling the rest of the world how to live while you were secretly defrauding all of the people in your audience? Really? Is there a better definition of hypocrisy than that? Because if there's a better one, I'm almost afraid to hear it. But back to whether or not you believe in your quarterback. And even though Cam doesn't fit the description of young QB, you have to tell whether or not you believe, David Tepper on down, do you believe? Lord, I believe. Do you believe whether Cam Newton or not can come back and be that dual threat quarterback when healthy again or maybe continue an evolution into a pocket passer that he started last year? under the new offensive coordinator, Norv Turner. 1-800-849-2761. Do you believe? You gotta believe! Why or why not, you can tell us at 1-800-849-2761. Y'all know why I'm asking you the do you believe question about those guys. Lamar Jackson, through two weeks, is up there with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in QBR and other statistics. Lamar Jackson, the guy who earlier in his Louisville career, before he was the Heisman Trophy winner, Looked like a deer in the headlights at the quarterback position. Like, he had absolutely no idea what was going on. Always a great athlete. He figured it out at the college level. Ended up being the Heisman Trophy winner on a great Louisville team, right? Well, he is now putting up crazy good numbers as a pro. Do you believe or do you think he's going to come back to earth? Last week, he became both only the 12th quarterback. This is Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. Both, only the 12th quarterback in the Super Bowl era to go 8-1 and one in his first nine NFL starts. Only a dozen or so other dudes have ever done that. That's 50-plus years of NFL history. 8-1 and one in your first nine starts. Lamar Jackson's name is on that list. Do you believe, Ravens fans? Darren's finger is pushing a button that says you do. Last week, Lamar Jackson also became... The only quarterback in NFL regular season history 
to have more than 250 passing yards in a game and 120-plus rushing yards in the same game. Lord, Nobody had ever done it. Do you know who, by the way, Adam Schefter tweeted that tidbit, ESPN's breaking news guy. So he, he just tweeted, Lamar Jackson just became the only QB in NFL history to go 250-plus passing yards and 120-plus rushing yards in the same game. Now, I don't know if you know this, and maybe it works differently in some other sports you follow, but when Schefter puts out a number like that, it is implied that he means only the regular season. Like, I was giving you those numbers earlier about Michael Vick's career, 109 starts, and Cam Newton, 124. Those are all regular season. Now, most of these guys do have some postseason starts, right? So Schefter puts out the number, only QB in NFL history to go 250-plus on passing yards and 120-plus in rushing yards in the same game. Well, the thread was filled with, I tend to recall that somebody else put up that combination of numbers as a dual-threat quarterback. And his name, of course, was Colin Kaepernick. Do you believe that he has something left in the tank? He did it in the playoffs to the Green Bay Packers. So Schefter's like, oh, no, I, I just meant regular season all time because that's how the NFL keeps these records. I wasn't trying to diss Colin Kaepernick. I swear that conversation is complicated enough. I wasn't leaving him out or forgetting him on purpose, I promise. But Kaepernick did put up that unbelievably rare combination of passing and running yards. He's only a year older than Cam Newton. Do you believe in Cam? Do you believe in Colin? Do you believe in Lamar? Do you believe in those other young quarterbacks? The Panthers have to answer for themselves, and a whole bunch of other franchises have similar questions of their own. You gotta believe! Sean and Apex, do you believe? Welcome to the David Glenn Show. You want to take us elsewhere, that's okay as well. Hey, I feel like it's a more complicated thing than that. If you look at a lot of teams and what they've been able to do, you have to look at things like Jared Goff, Nick Foles, okay quarterbacks that have managed to do very well because the team was more complete. And it's more about do you keep Cam or what can you get for Cam? Because Jalen Ramsey's available and they need a quarterback. Ooh. We have a mediocre secondary. We have offensive line issues, defensive line issues. Do you keep Cam and keep things the way they are, or do you get rid of them, get some picks, get Jalen Ramsey, and make your team more complete? you got to fix the other cogs along the way. Now, you're talking from the Panthers' perspective. If you ran Jacksonville, does this mean that, Sean and Apex, you do not believe in Minshew mania? Does this mean you do not believe in Nick Foles? Because you're not looking to trade for Cam Newton unless you're not a believer in either Foles or Minshew mania. Mm, I, I don't know. I, Jalen Ramsey, by the way, for anybody contemplating this, and I don't think the Panthers are a likely landing place for Jalen Ramsey. You can all find the most likely destination lists out there as he takes the field tonight for Jacksonville. There's another NFL team that sent a query to NFL headquarters asking this question, and I, I didn't know the answer off the top of my head. Could Jalen Ramsey play for the Jaguars tonight on Thursday Night Football on the NFL Network, Titans at Jags, get traded tomorrow, and then play for somebody on Sunday or Monday? Like, I have a feeling that the collective bargaining agreement – which, of course, is designed to represent from the player's side their interests. 
I have a feeling that CBA would not allow a guy to play two football games in the same week. Maybe just common sense would cause his new team to hold him out, you know, learn the playbook a little bit, give you a week off ramp time until we ask you to wear your new uniform. But it was an, an interesting query that I had never seen before. I don't think the Panthers are a lot. The Panthers have a bunch of issues. In all seriousness, when you look at the 0-2 teams in the NFL right now, and there are nine of them, the Panthers are one of the only teams that are playing, according to the metrics, slightly above average defense, slightly above average special teams. The, the others on this list of 0-2 are mostly train wrecks. Like if any of you see hope in the Miami Dolphins, for example, you're living on a different planet than I am. If you see hope in Cincinnati this season or the Giants this season, I don't mean they can't get better with Daniel Jones. I mean like making a run at the postseason. If you see something in the Jets who have started 0-2 or Washington, which has started 0-2, I just don't see it. To me, the only two intriguing 0-2 teams are the Panthers for all sorts of reasons that we've been discussing and maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers because Mason Rudolph has a chance. I don't know how many, how many great targets or skill weapons he has around him now that Big Ben has gone down, but I don't think he's a dud the way when the Jets lost Sam Darnold to Mono and then lost his backup, you know, on Monday Night Football. Now they're down to Luke Falk signed off of the street two days before. Statistically speaking, there's only an 11% chance to dig out of an 0-2 hole and make the playoffs. Seven of those nine, I've already chalked up. I don't believe. The Panthers without Cam Newton, I don't believe in that one either. The Steelers might not make it, but Mason Rudolph is not – as off a cliff drop as some of these backup quarterbacks are elsewhere in the NFL. Steve has that same team on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Do you believe, Steve? Welcome to the David Glenn Show. I, I do believe in Mason Rudolph. I believe, I believe, DG. I believe. Go ahead. <laughs> I was ecstatic when they drafted him, almost like I was when they drafted Roethlisberger because I'd seen enough in college and, and, you know, his build and his throws. You know, he, he, you know, his arm strength, things like that. You know, plenty. You know, he fits the height thing and all that. Maybe not quite as mobile as some, but I, I think he has the tools to to do that and everything. You know, the Steelers' problems are far beyond him. I mean, he can't go out and cover anybody. That right. seems to be the main problem now. But where he is concerned, I almost think that those players and, and the younger players say, you know, they just can't go out there and. I don't know, expect Ben to just pull a rabbit out of his hat. I think these guys are going to notice that they, they need to really step their game up as well to help the guy. I'm not but. pro or anti-Steelers. Uh, my brother and his lovely wife and daughter live in Pittsburgh, and, of course, they're cross-state rivals of my Eagles, but they don't play each other often enough for there to be a lot of hatred there. I'll say this. If I had to pick any of the nine 0-2 teams to, to make a run, I would pick the Steelers because I love the fact that, A, and I, you probably know the depth chart better than I do, but just off the top of my head, James Conner's injury did not turn out to be as serious as they first thought. So the former Pitt running back, who is a stud when healthy, is not going to be out. I don't even think for, at all. I think he's going to be able to come back right away. Uh, meanwhile, the defense gets a boost because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, right? That's a first-round caliber talent that you get to plug into your defense because – uh, and you had to give up a significant draft pick to get him, but that gives you at least some hope. And beyond that, I think the Steelers play like five of their next seven at home. 
So, you know, don't give up yet. Statistically speaking, all of these 0-2 teams are long shots, but if you gave me only one of the nine, that's the one that I would take. I think listening to him, you know, when he's talking in the locker room, he, he just has a maturity about him and the way he carries himself. And, and when he has had an opportunity to go in and play and everything, I just think he's solid. I don't think that uh, he's going to be one of those type people that, you know, sporadic and has a bunch of turnovers and things like that. You know, he, he did have one Sunday, but that was the receiver, off the receiver's hand. And by the way, he was a third rounder out of Oklahoma State, right? Yep, and yeah, he's yeah. got his the all-time leading receiver. He's the all-time leading passer in Oklahoma State history, yep. and he also has his uh, teammate through college on the Steelers roster, and they're looking for that guy to mature. Hopefully the two of them can deal. Appreciate you listening. I'll tell you this. The, the funny thing about third-round picks, it, it basically means in NFL parlance, we think there's a chance that you can become a quality starting quarterback in this league. But if they're really convinced that that's what you're going to be, you don't fall into the third round. Like, like obviously, Tom Brady is the classic example, fell all the way to the sixth round out of Michigan and turns out to be the GOAT, et cetera. But right in our backyard from a whole pack of Badgers, right, Russell Wilson fell into the third round. That means we're not really sure about you. But we're not using a third-round pick unless we can envision you becoming our starting quarterback someday. And now Big Ben is out for the season with the elbow surgery. And now Mason Rudolph is going to be asked to start, assumedly, 14 consecutive games here as the Steelers try to dig out of that 0-2 hole. Russell Wilson is about as good an investment of a third-round draft pick as you're ever going to find. Like, he, he's the third-round guy. He, he's now put up as the third-round QB the way Tom Brady is always going to be the sixth-round QB, right? The Carolina Panthers used a third-round pick on a guy named Will Greer this past draft. And there were a lot of people denying that it had anything to do with Cam Newton. And if you listen to this show, you knew that I, my point of view was that is truly coach speak, politician speak, saying stuff out loud that you want people on the outside to believe so that you don't mess with chemistry on the inside or you don't have Cam Newton looking over his shoulder or feeling alienated by the only NFL franchise that he has ever known. But when you push aside all the BS, the reality is the Carolina Panthers are not using a third-round pick unless they're wondering about their future at the quarterback position. Same principle. Pittsburgh does not draft Mason Rudolph previously out of Oklahoma State with a precious third-round pick unless they believe there's a decent chance he can be Ben Roethlisberger's successor. Same with the Panthers. And Will Greer hasn't shown enough yet to believe that that's realistic. But now that, you know, Michael Vick thinks he's not going to be a Panther much longer, Cam's body language and I'm tired of this injury stuff is as negative as it gets. He's probably not going to play at Arizona. We don't know when he's going to come back. He is 30 years old. All that tread is off the tires. He has already started roughly as many games as some of the other great dual-threat quarterbacks who never got to, you know, 150 career starts, as Cam is at 124 and counting. There's only so much less get left, so much gas left in that tank, and David Tepper would be crazy not to start thinking and investing in the long-term future of the quarterback position. Kyle Allen's a young guy, and he gets a shot against Arizona. It's very hard to take him seriously yet, because the only film we have of him as an NFL quarterback was against backup members of the New Orleans Saints, 
who did not really provide an NFL caliber test in one of those end of season junk games that we've become familiar with to step up from preseason football. Those backups of the saints are playing for their livelihoods. So they're trying really hard, but it's not the real thing either. The real thing awaits Kyle Allen and maybe who knows Will Greer starting Sunday at Arizona, unless Cam Newton makes a quicker recovery from his foot injury than anticipated. Mick Mixon later this hour on the NFL. He is the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Will Healy, the first-year head coach of the Charlotte 49ers, taking those Niners to Death Valley to take on Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers on Saturday. 1-800-849-2761. Do you believe in your young or old quarterback in the NFL. You can be next with your answer. It's Televangelist Day here at the David Glenn Show. And unlike the snake oil salesman and the convicts and the frauds, we're not asking you to send us any money. So we, we want you to keep it, feed your children, pay your rent. We don't need it for our private jets just so that we can fly our mistresses around the world and make a mockery of the entire concept. 1-800-849-2761. Back to your phone calls and those headlines next on The David Glenn Show. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on The David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? <laughs> Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Two quick updates. One of them kind of, sort of, but not exactly chicken soup for the sports soul. We all need more positivity in our lives, right? I try to drop those in from time to time. Before we get to that one, according to the Boston Globe, Nike has cut ties with one of its spokesmen. His name is Antonio Brown. He has been in a lot of the wrong headlines lately. He is now a representative of the New England Patriots as even more allegations of his misdeeds have come out. Still a heck of a football player, but still is erratic and reckless and I would say in some contexts even dangerous as any other star player that we're following in any of the major sports. The Patriots believe he is worth the risk and the relationship. Nike has gotten to the end of its chain along those lines. They have not only cut him as a spokesperson or endorser, they have mostly scrubbed him from the entirety of their website. So you may be able to find a stray brown jersey out there, Raiders, Steelers, or Patriots, but they have removed the AB-related shoes from their website and most of the other Antonio Brown-related paraphernalia as well. And, Darren, you know I opened the show today by saying 17 years ago today was one of the greatest of my life, September 19, 2002. This next story is not that, but it would be a candidate if it happened to me. This is the chicken soup for your sports soul story, all right? ESPN's College Game Day travels the nation. Picks a college football game nationally, just as we do with our big tailgate tour here statewide. A young man named Carson King. Have you heard about this yet? Yeah. Diehard Iowa State fan. They showed up at 5.30 a.m. this past Saturday, hoping to get a spot close to the stage on the college game day set there in Ames, Iowa, as the in-state rivalry resumed between the Hawkeyes and the Iowa State Cyclones. Carson King created a sign asking for money to replenish his, wait for it, beer supply. 
He put up, and even I am savvy enough to know what this is, his Venmo account, the personal numbers and letters that make up his Venmo account. You'd be so proud, Darren. I just sent somebody money by Venmo and PayPal in the same week. You proud of me? <laughs> That's See? not bad. I'm just spreading my wings each more, each day a little bit more. Next thing he knows, after his personal Venmo account, numbers and letters are out there for all the world to see on ESPN's game day broadcast. More than $36,000 were in that account. That was as of late yesterday. There may be an update to that today. $36,000. Like, I think I've had dreams along these lines. I was a young college kid <laughs> as well. We didn't even have Venmo. We didn't have cell phones or anything. But I, in a different world, a parallel universe, I kind of dreamt what happened to this guy in real life. Carson King, to his credit, is taking a huge percentage of that $36,000 and counting and donating it to various organizations there regionally, including, including the University of Iowa's Stead Family Children's Hospital. It is a tradition at Iowa football games. For fans in the stadium, you've probably seen this, where they wave toward the hospital's windows at the end of the first quarter so that any young people looking out there can just get a kind of a warm vibe. Uh, his account quickly went on Saturday to $600, then $1,600. He started sharing what was happening, and then, like, corporations were finding out about it. And because he promised to redirect so much of these funds, like Bush Beer got involved. You know, it was a beer request originally, so let's be real. And it is in Iowa, so Bush is a thing there. Well done. And then Venmo is so energized by the whole concept that Venmo offers to match whatever he raises <laughs> from the corporations and the various just good old-fashioned red-blooded Americans who like either beer themselves or the idea of a young man who has run out of beer money in Iowa. I mean, is that a helping hand, Darren? I don't know. Maybe it's not chicken soup for the sports. It's cheap beer for the sports soul today, <laughs> as delivered by the David Glenn Show. Carson King, 24-year-old resident of Altoona, Iowa. His parents and his family went crazy. The story is not yet over, and yet the request for beer money, most of it at least, is going to a really good cause. We can all celebrate that, right? We can come together as a nation behind beer money and and uh, channeling much, much of it to the children's hospital. There's, there's no partisanship there, right? We're all good. We're all on the same page. I'll, look at that. It's a miracle. 2019, right? 1-800-849-2761. On the other side, Mick Mixon is the play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Panthers. We appreciate Hal and Jonathan for wanting to get in. We will get to you a little bit later if you call back. Will Healy is going to join us from the Charlotte 49ers as the first-year head coach of that program heads to Death Valley to take on the number one in the nation, Clemson Tigers. That is the essence of being an underdog. We'll get, get Coach Healy's perspective on it in about 30 minutes. Mick Mixon will be on the call as your Panthers with somebody at quarterback and with their 0-2 record in tow, they visit the Arizona Cardinals, who also are looking for their first win late Sunday afternoon. The voice of the Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon, next on the David Glenn Show.
Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Will Healy of the Charlotte 49ers is headed to Death Valley to take on Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers. We'll talk with Coach Healy, an up-and-comer in the college football coaching ranks. Only 34 years old, and he's already turned around a different program. This is year one with the 49ers. Former team captain of the Richmond Spiders National Championship team, played quarterback in on that 28-2008 squad. 1-800-849-2761. Coach Healy later, Mick Mixon later, Hal is in Durham and wants to talk football, college or pro. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. We're asking a lot of do you believe questions today. Is Cam Newton worth trying to sign past next season, for example? Do you believe that Cam Colin Kaepernick would have something left in the tank, not necessarily for the Panthers, but his representatives have reached out to other teams that are in need at that position right now. Most of the Kaepernick conversation is about the other stuff that we've been through many times, but there's the football part of the equation as well, and he does have a better body of work, there's no doubt about that, than some current NFL starters and virtually all of the backups. That body of work, of course, is getting dated. His best stuff came in 2012 to 2014. He's 31 years old, though, now. That's not all that old at all. In a league, depending on your style of play at QB, he was out of the NFL in 2017 and 2018. As we go to Hal in Durham, as we give away NASCAR tickets a little bit later, as we look forward to Will Healy, 1-800-849-2761. Do you believe in Lamar Jackson? Can he sustain anything close to what he's done in the Ravens' hot start? Do you believe in Mitch Trubisky of the Bears, formerly of Carolina? Do you believe in Daniel Jones of the Giants, formerly of Duke? Do you believe in Gardner Minshew of the Jaguars? He gets to start for Jacksonville tonight as the Titans visit on Thursday night football. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. We're playing the Do You Believe televangelist game with quarterbacks today as we hook up with Mick Mixon, the voice of the Panthers. Quick update from Panthers camp. Ron Rivera had his scheduled media availability not long ago. He walks in. There are a series of questions, many of them involving Cam Newton. He at one point says, why don't you guys ask me about somebody else? When it got to the point where Ron Rivera had received a total of seven questions and five of them were about Cam Newton, he walked out of the press conference. Total time of press conference, two and a half minutes. Ron Rivera, for the record, for those who don't follow such things, is about as reasonable a head coach as you will ever encounter. This is a guy who is not, you know, a Nick Saban short fuse, bite your head off if you say or ask the wrong thing. Ron Rivera, I would put near the other end of the spectrum, a very reasonable guy in just about every context I've ever witnessed. Mick Mixon is the play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Panthers. Does this mean, Mick, that if I asked you too many questions about Cam Newton that you would walk out of this press conference entirely? Heck no, DG. You know, we've been through too much for, for, for that, uh, for me to go all diva uh, interview 
subject on you. You could ask me anything. Were you there when Ron, I mean, Ron Rivera, I mean, you know him way better than we do. He's been with us as a guest many times. I would call him over the top, extra professional and always reasonable in my limited experience. You're around him all the time. Were you even there when he walked out of the press conference after two and a half minutes? Because a whole lot of folks <laughs> were assembled there and, and shocked at, at uh, his walkout. I was not. I, I just got back from carrying my bride to the eye doctor. She got her pupils all dilated. Uh -oh. so I was doing the dutiful uh, husband of the year. Um, Look at you go. Duty. But um, I, I was at I was at work uh, all week, and he had a press conference about this on Tuesday, and then another one yesterday, in which in which he got hit with a pretty large amount of questions. But I never felt it was going to DefCon four or five let's walk out but i have felt many times before with coach rivera and i don't caddy for him in life uh, but i have felt many times before that he needs to do this kind of thing more he's a pleaser he he i would tell i've told him before i said coach do not if i ever hear you try to take on a hypothetical equation mm. again i will inflict bodily mm. harm mm. upon you your job is too complex as yeah. it is just say just just, just go Belichick and just move on. It's good advice from Mick Mixon, the ultimate professional play-by-play -play man and the voice of the Carolina Panthers. One thing Coach said since you were not there, Mick, he said, quote, I just asked you all to ask me questions about somebody else not named Cam. I'm just not going to do this anymore, okay? I told you I won't know anything about Cam until tomorrow. And then he would field those questions then. Uh, given that uncertainty... What do you make of, for example, I thought I saw a really good Joe Person article where as people are debating and speculating, what about the shoulder? What about the foot? Joe looked at the video. Cam was seven for eight throwing against Tampa before an awkward looking play where it looked like he may have hurt his foot. And then he was a horrific 18 of 42 passing afterward after that. What is your educated guess on just what's going on with Cam Newton physically and given his almost depressed-like look and statements, what's what's going on with the guy emotionally, the best that you can tell? Best I can tell, Cam, if we if we look at it based on what we think we can science out, and by we, DJ, I may just mean observers of his career, yourself included, uh, Cam Newton is many things. And you could say whatever you want to about his choice of press conference attire, how he might handle a Super Bowl press conference with a, 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 an eviscerating loss, uh, his throwing mechanics, it's all on the table, no problem. But, you, you, but his toughness as an athlete is not up for discussion. Agree. He's climbed out of a, of a Dodge Ram pickup that's flipped over on an overpass and missed, I think, a game and came back and played. He's overcome. He's shaken off licks that would send even elite athletes to the hospital and come back and play. He's, he's had more than his fair share of sacks that look like they should have been roughing the, the quarterback uh, that were not called and, and, a, and a tapestry of injuries that have been well documented. So if anybody thinks, oh, he, you know, he's tapping out because he's not, he, he's lost his mojo or he's, you know, all this stuff to me, it's, it's, it's irresponsible. I know that you're going to have it, and especially when the Panthers are not playing well, 
and he's not completing passes that most quarterbacks would make, anything is probably nothing should surprise us, right? Yeah. But um, and he brings a lot of it on himself with with some of the hats and the things that he wears. It's 2019. The Barry Sanders train, the Walter Payton train, left the station uh, about half a lifetime ago. But I think best I can tell, DG, he's got an injury, an injury to his foot, and and he's not on IR right now. So they're going to try to go week by week and and get him back healthy again. Mick Mixon joining us on the David Glenn Show. It's the 0-2 Panthers visiting the win- winless Arizona Cardinals a late Sunday afternoon game out in Arizona. Uh, we blasted Paul Feinbaum for suggesting that Cam Newton cares only about Cam Newton. That's some of the ridiculous, irresponsible stuff that you were referring to earlier. Um, and we blasted others for other reasons as well. I mean, wear what you want to wear to a press conference as far as I'm concerned. Um, but there is a real question about the future of Cam Newton as the Panthers quarterback. And I looked up, for example, Michael Vick. They're not perfect parallels, but Michael Vick ended his time as a full-time NFL starting quarterback. This is way after his suspension, et cetera, so it was not related to that. But his last year as a full-time starter came when he was 32 years old, and his career regular season starts were 109. Cam is only 30 on the one hand, but he started 124 games. Uh, He turns 31 after this season, and he'll be 32 right after his current contract ends. How do you sort of deconstruct this David Tepper future of the Panthers decision where you might love Cam Newton's effort and you don't question, you know, his attitude the way some outsiders might be doing, but you have to be realistic about the beating that he has taken and even going into this offseason, uh, how are you going to handle contract discussions uh, beyond 2020? That's a fantastic question. My wife, who I love, as you know, was asking me, we were talking the other night about temptations. And she said, what, Mick, what are your temptations? And I said, you know, babe, I'm really, I'm pretty bulletproof. I'm pretty immune to the run-of-the-mill temptation yeah. that a lot of the XY chromosome set might list. One of my temptations is tools. If Snap-on Tools had a QVC channel, it would not be safe for me to have a credit card. (laughs) But one of my other temptations is this show. Because you, with your friendly, hey, Mick, you know, you and I, we're buddies, we've known each other, just give us your your take. It's easy for me to venture out onto thin ice and then risk crashing through that ice (laughs) into the icy water. I really don't mean to do that. But so, I, and and I try not to dodge any question. I'm a fan of 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 you as a friend of mine, as an and as an interviewer. Your question's totally legit. It's not. It's it, it deserves the best I can give it. But I don't think we know right now. I think yeah. that a month from now, two months from now, I think that this this has to play out because I could envision a scenario. Michael Vick got with Andy Reid. That was his. That, that, those, that was his ruby slippers. That was right. his his Oz was the quarterback guru, Andy Reid. And there would be a coach no matter what. If Cam Newton doesn't complete another pass for your Carolina Panthers, there will be a coach very quickly that if Cam Newton became available, no doubt, you know, he, they jump all over it. Because coaches, first of all, he's an immense talent. Only 30, 31, as you say, at the end of the season. But, other, but coaches all believe, whether it's Antonio Brown, 
Randy Moss, uh, Malfactor DuJour. Uh, we, once we get him, we'll be able to fix his throwing motion. We'll be able to put him in an offense that will make him successful. And you kind of admire that. You know, it takes confidence to be a coach. and You have to be an amateur psychologist as well. But I just think it has to play out. I could envision a scenario where Cam Newton gets a little bit of rest, comes back, takes a deep breath, flames on, and makes the splash plays that have been missed, completes the passes that he's been overthrowing. You could also see it possibly going the other way. You could see Kyle Allen playing so well that we have a quarterback controversy on our hands. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be fun. Meanwhile, I'm contemplating your wife's question about the temptations of guys in our age bracket. And what I are think, yours? I think our answers start similarly. Like the whole idea of a lot of money. Like if I were to hold high office, my constituents would never have to worry about me like being bribed by a foreign power. I'm just not like – I'm not all that into money. I'm not all that into like power and stuff like that. So there's it's a because couple. Because you already have those things. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, maybe in larger quantities than I once thought possible, but certainly not in the quantities that uh, some others have. Uh, snap on tools, I'm okay. So like one of one of your temptation zones is not one of mine, and it would probably be unwise for me to walk out onto that thin ice to be fully transparent on what I would view as a, te- as, a tra- as a temptation at this stage of life. I would be falling through the same ice that you were describing a little bit earlier in this conversation. I'm, sadly, I'm out of time on that note. I got, I got to let Mick Mixon go. I have Will Healy of the Charlotte 49ers on his way to Death Valley joining me shortly. So I will send you to Arizona with good vibes and mojo. Please bring us back a victory for the Carolina Panthers. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for your time. Always fun. Will Healy of the Charlotte 49ers will start hour number two. We'll allow your phone calls and give away some NASCAR tickets beyond that between now and when we send you all into the late afternoon. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this. this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. A lot more of your calls in Hour 3. NASCAR tickets in hour three. More college football and NFL conversation. It will begin, though, with first-year Charlotte 49ers head coach Will Healy. Is his trip to Clemson this weekend, number one in the nation, the most underdog-like he has ever felt? He's already turned around one program, Austin P, and he's still only 34 years old. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson last year described Charlotte's hiring of Will Healy as, quote, a home run. More on that fun matchup next with Will Healy. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? How does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I I hope it's not awkward. (laughs) Um, You know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.